Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. Today we're excited. We're talking about gaslighting. Yes. This is a big one. Big topic, big buzzword. And honestly, a little surprising perhaps that we haven't already addressed this directly in this podcast. We're on right. Episode... We have so many things we want to I talk know. about, though. <laughs> it is true. And this is definitely, we've said this before, and this is especially true of this topic. Um, this will be multiple episodes to cover the information without right. the episodes being too long. We want to do better yeah. with not having longer episodes, as you might have noticed by now. So this yeah. easily is two-part, possibly more. We'll yeah. see. But most important is that we cover the information thoroughly like we mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. And gaslighting, I think, is is misunderstood sometimes. Yes. Or we hear the word, but we don't totally know what it means. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, gaslighting, it's like, it's crazy making. That's a, a yeah. term that we hear a lot, uh, which in a sense it does kind of make you feel like you're crazy. But uh, there's a kind of a, a loosely way, a loose way to define it would be to say that it makes someone question their own reality, right? Right. And, and understanding it better is going to be one of our goals here because it's a buzzword today. What's the movie that it comes from? I just spaced on what it comes from. Oh, it, Gaslight. Oh, it is it Gaslight. It comes from a movie, I believe it wait, was wait. a play originally in like the 1930s that uh-huh. they made into a movie called Gaslight. And it comes <laughs> from, I mean, 1930s. So mm-hmm. as I understand it, the husband would go up in the attic and do things, but he needed a light. And when he used the light in the attic, it would affect the gas in the rest of the house back mm-hmm. when everything was gas lamps. And so the wife would see the lights flicker and think, what are you doing? And he would deny it and he would say, you know, it's your imagination. And so gaslighting, that's how it became a phrase, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Don't quote me on all this. I did not research this before. <laughs> this is just what I've heard. But yeah, I mean, it's a good question why that phrase. But when yeah. you hear the story, it's like, okay, she was she seeing signs of something was, was going, going on. on. But yep. he, of course, was denying all of it. Was denying it, telling her she was the one that was crazy, yep. that didn't understand, that didn't, didn't, was not living in reality of what was actually happening. Which is the biggest thing here, is that reality piece, um, making someone question the reality. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note that, I think, as we start into gaslighting and what it is, Um, first of all, when we're talking about the ways you gaslight, there are unintentional gaslighting or there is unintentional gaslighting and there is intentional gaslighting. Most of the time when we're talking about gaslighting in in a negative sense, we're talking about the intentional malicious form, right? Not the unintentional because the unintentional is actually quite common. Yes. 
the intentional or malicious form is emotional abuse. Yeah. It is. But the unintentional um, is not. It's completely different. And so let's talk mm-hmm. about the difference. So when we're talking about what gaslighting is, another way to describe it even is to say it's um, when someone is putting forth this false narrative like there's something that isn't actually true or this false narrative that's leading someone else or even a group of people right to doubt their own perceptions of what's going on to doubt their own understanding of what's going on reality and then they're they become disoriented distressed that's where that crazy making Um, is coming in and when they're intentionally doing that then that is that form of emotional abuse right it's easy to conceptualize it in a context of addiction and how the addict is trying to keep information from the spouse or partner to Mm -hmm. protect themselves yeah and so if you think of it as a protective measure or a defense mechanism, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, sometimes, let's say you go on YouTube and say, I want to learn more about gaslighting. I'm going to watch videos or whatever. Right. What you'll often find is everybody who gaslights intentionally yes. is a psychopath or a narcissist or just this terrible mm-hmm. person. And if you listen to this, you might think, oh, no, I know my spouse is doing this, so yeah. I can't even be with them. They, I right. don't know them at all. Right. And they're... And People will say, get away from it, it's toxic, get yes. away from them, just leave, like, get out of the situation. And that's not always the case. Right. Um, there's so much that is either unintentional or intentional in the way that they're trying to protect themselves. And that's not to say that it's okay. Right. We're not saying, oh, free pass, you can, you know, manipulate and emotionally abuse someone else if you're just desperately trying to protect something about you right but it helps to kind of understand that this is a process of recovery and it's a process of bringing uh unconscious things right you can i think you can intentionally be doing it subconsciously partially as well right Right. you don't understand why you're doing it you don't realize the implications or how it's actually affecting the other person, if that makes sense. So, so the intention in recovery is really to bring this to light. It says, okay, look, here's this issue. It's a problem. It's, it is actually emotionally abusive and let's talk about it. Let's bring it to the surface, spell out the patterns of how it's happening so that you can then start having a conversation about it as a couple and say, hey, look, this is kind of what this feels like is going on, or here are the patterns and the steps. Um, So it allows the person who is being gaslit to begin to bring that up and and be able to gain some clarity around it and allows the person who is gaslighting to recognize what they're actually doing. Like, this is a thing. And in a non-defensive, I mean, obviously they can become defensive, Right. But when it's, hey, I understand why you're doing this. It makes sense that you're protecting this information or you're protecting those parts of you that you're afraid will ruin your life. That right. Nobody will love you. Nobody will ever want to be with you. You're just a failure. You're bad. You're broken. It starts to make sense. And mm-hmm. boundaries, we're going to get into that and, and how to address um, right. gaslighting. But very helpful to know 
in the beginning, um, there's a difference between I'm intentionally just trying to hurt you and manipulate you for my own gain and benefit, and I'm terrified of everybody discovering things about me that I've kept hidden my whole life, really. So understanding right. is key in this yes. process. Yes, it's it's really huge. And ultimately, if they're unable to shift, right, then or unwilling yeah. and unwilling to shift, then that's information for yep. you to make decisions. So this isn't like a, okay, we're going to talk about this. And now you have to throw yourself in the situation and continue to get abused in order to survive right in order to try to save I mean, really survival of the marriage right that's not what we're saying that's not what we're saying and we will talk about boundaries around that uh, but often we find that we have this sort of cult, this culture of toxicity right yeah. where we talk about that and it's like oh if anything is ever not going your way or if someone isn't treating you well or whatever if they're toxic you just get out you get out you get out you get out and that's going to destroy all relationships right? right because there's never a point at which someone is going to be perfectly understanding and all of those things around you all of the time and it almost sometimes reaches a point of any disagreement whatsoever Right. Some sign of, of dysfunction or mental illness when no, it's okay for two people to just not see something the same. Yes. And without using, you know, current buzzwords of you're toxic or you're gaslighting me because you won't agree or you mm -hmm. have a different opinion. Right. So we have to be careful with this stuff. It's very tricky. It's very tricky to determine because there's this balance of being willing to work with people and try to help uh, the relationship progress and help both sides to see points that they are uh, not being as healthy or, you know, their quality of life is diminishing, to use David's phrase, um, and, and working together on how to improve the relationship, right? But also you don't want to be on one end or the either end or right. the other end where you're getting completely abused or you're not holding space for someone else to learn and grow and understand, oh, you're doing this thing called gaslighting and it is hurting me. So yeah. I love that David is saying understanding because really the the big phrase I tell my clients all the time is when you really understand someone, they make sense. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it gives them permission to mistreat you. Right. But when you understand someone and they make sense, you have some empathy and understanding for what's going on for them. And it you can give them a little more space to grow and progress and change. Yes. And it's okay that they're less effective. So yes. we've talked before about being honest, open, and willing. If they're honest, open, and willing, you can figure this out. Yes. And understanding them, like Sherry says, is not giving them permission to continue in less effective patterns and habits and behaviors mm -hmm. or attitudes. It's not. Um, but you're recognizing why they do what they do, where they're coming from, and having understanding and hopefully empathy Mm -hmm. And appreciation for whatever challenges brought them to this point is going to make a difference. Yeah. And understanding that growth and change takes some time. Yeah. But if they have that honest, open, and willing space, then it can work. It can work. Right. 
Um, and you might even notice that initially they do get a little defensive or frustrated right. or whatever. And they will, even because <laughs> yeah. they don't know. Yes. They don't because see it yet. They don't know and they don't see it yet. So, again, that those first initial uh, forays into this new topic, they, they may be met with some resistance. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. It doesn't mean, okay, now, now we know they're toxic and whatever because they're not being honest and open and willing. Uh, but allowing a little bit of time, a little bit of space while doing the things necessary to keep you safe with your boundaries, right? That give, That's giving the process time. It's giving understanding, awareness. You know, when they say when you're changing habits, it, it takes, there's a process of time where at first you have to recognize that it's even a thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have to uh, start to understand and then you're recognizing it after the fact. And then you start to recognize in the middle of it that you're doing it. So there's this process here but it doesn't mean that you don't keep yourself emotionally safe in that process we're just hopefully opening some space for uh, change for recognition for understanding um, on both of your parts with this and that's a huge introduction because it's so (laughs) critical it's complicated such a tricky line to to toe a balance right. to find right but we're not we're not trying to overcomplicate it so one thing to identify and clarify before we talk about the two types of gaslighting which are unintentional and intentional mm-hmm. is this concept of some things may appear to be gaslighting when they're not they're actually positive and this can be a little tricky to tease out but let's talk about that Right. So often, for example, in our office as therapists. Right. We do this all day, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> my, one of my favorite quotes, and you've already heard this many times in the podcast, is mental health is a commitment to reality at all costs. Right. In other words, we're being paid as therapists to help people back to reality if they come into our office and mm-hmm. they're thinking things that just are not accurate or real. Our job is to gently and with understanding try to help them to see a different perspective really to help them to see reality because their perspective is not reality and right. we all do this by the way this isn't like there are the people like us therapists who right no. are fixed and never do this <laughs> and everybody else no, no we're all we're all working on it yes we're all working on it and so let's talk a little bit about that because in a sense we are still trying to help someone to a to reality to, to a, a different, different perspective, perspective than what they have but right. this is a positive Something thing that's not serving them well right um you know that i mean again that happens all the time in in our office where uh, someone's coming to us they're struggling with something and we're assessing we're being supportive we're gathering a lot of information and then through that process of gathering information, being supportive, assessing what's going on, seeing where they're coming from, where those stuck spaces are, and you know, then addressing a shift that could help them reframe how they're seeing things or uh, shift how they're doing things in a way that's going to uh, help them into a, a better space, right? right? Into this uh, better reality, what's actually going on, right? So you see this a ton with thinking errors. You see it, you know, 
with, for example, like all or nothing thinking when someone gets a bad grade on a test, right? So you can start seeing yourself as a parent in some of these scenarios. So, you know, your child gets a bad grade on a test and they come home and they're like, it's worthless. I'm a horrible person. I'm a terrible. I'm never going to get ahead. Yes. I'm terrible at math, right? Like I, I have a very cute child that does that a lot, right? I got a bad grade at math. I'm terrible at math. Honey, you're two grades ahead in math. You are actually accelerated in math. This concept was just a tricky concept for you to understand. You're definitely not bad at math if you're two grades ahead of everyone else. Right. Right? So, so inviting them to challenge their own perspective and try to mm-hmm. come back to reality. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We do that. We do that a lot in therapy, but we do that a lot as parents. We do that a ton. We, if you have really good friends, they hopefully are challenging your perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. On things you want people that are going to say, well, well, Hey, have you considered this you know, have you thought about this, right? Mm-hmm. We we do that a lot. We we do that with friends. We do that with uh, students, people that, you know, at, in the workplace. Um, you know, we're going to do that a lot. And here's what that looks like. Here's how that is different than gaslighting. Right. That person is being supportive of you. They are validating you and hearing you mm-hmm. and seeing you. Um, they're looking at the perspective you're coming from. And they're assessing that based against other things that are going on, right? Mm-hmm. Other, for example, in that example that I just gave, other students, right? Other perspectives. And they're looking at their own perspective and saying, is this potentially going to add something to their life is that going to bring a measure of maybe peace or serenity to their lives or is it is it going to help them progress and grow as a person i think is Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest ones right yeah and you can tell it feels differently Mm -hmm. it feels loving it feels positive it feels like like light and truth and clarity. And, yes. you know, we talk about there's really only two great emotions. There's love and fear. And you begin to really tell the difference when you pay attention. Am I doing this out of fear or am I doing this out of love? Is yes. this person coming from a place of love or are they coming from a different place? And it will feel differently. Right, right. And see how that feels, right? Versus... If I were to approach my child who's saying this and say, oh my gosh, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're way ahead. You're getting a 4.0. You're fine. It's just silly you're even thinking this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Get, like, it's a, it's fine. Like, calm down. <laughs> what is going, what is going on? Like, you know, it's very, it's dismissive of where, where that person is. Right. It's, it, it becomes about you, right? I often say it, the biggest eye opener for me as a parent was the moment that I realized that the times that I got upset or frustrated or all of those things, almost always it was because I was making it about me, right? I was mm-hmm. 
coming back around like, oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with it. Or this is a problem for me, you know, that they're, they made a mess or that they're upset and I'm tired and, you know, don't want to have to deal with it. Right. So have they made it about, has, has that person, whether it's you or someone else that's trying to help you see reality, are they making, is it about them? Is it dismissive? Is it ignoring, um, where you're coming from and why that might be hard for you at this time. Right. Right. Are they, are they being really supportive of where you are? Are they judging you? Are they helping you to get, you know, what you need? Are they helping you to progress? Right. Right. And you might. And so that's where this difference is. It feels really different. Mm -hmm. And this is a good spot to challenge ourselves and how we're mm-hmm. responding to the people around us. Yeah. Are we being dismissive? Are we shooting them down in an effort to you know, try to, you know, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this is even a problem for you, right? <laughs> that can end up being fairly damaging to someone. Right. And we might mean it with some good intention, like, oh, I, I hope that you, you know, this, it's not that big of a deal. But if we're coming at it from that space of dismissiveness right and not wanting to deal with it and all of that that's going to end up being hurtful and damaging to the other person right right so it's something to be aware of when you're seeking to help other people uh, question their reality or challenge what's going on and offering that different perspective how are you doing it are you doing it in a way that could come across as being gaslighting whether it's unintentional or not, right? Addressing where you are. So it's really, really key. And we haven't even started talking about what gaslighting really is and looks like because you have to understand these nuances yeah. in order to really be able to determine is someone helping me, trying to be supportive of me and help me move forward. Or am I trying to help someone move forward? Or am I doing this in a way that's hurtful where I'm unintentionally gaslighting? I'm trying to help them move forward, but there's this part of me that's not really invested and is just being very dismissive. Right. Or wants to, you know, protect something about me. Like, I'm exhausted, so I don't want to deal with you right right now. Right. And so there's these three different things. There's this actually working to help someone challenge reality and move into a space that's going to be more useful. Um, and it's this loving process. And then there's this unintentional gaslighting where it's fine, just get over it, you know, whatever. And then there's intentional gaslighting where we're being deliberately manipulative and, uh, and abusive to try to protect ourselves to try to get something out of it and have someone else be or do what we want them to be. Right. And we'll talk about this in a coming episode, how it is deliberate and there's intentional and unintentional. Both are gaslighting. Mm -hmm. We'll, We'll talk about the difference and see how much that matters, what that difference is. Yes. It makes all the difference, I think. So... As we're pulling this apart, hopefully you can kind of stick with us through that and see critically why these 
differences are important because you will see there are going to be times when you can challenge yourself and say, ooh, I might be unintentionally gaslighting someone here because I don't want to deal or I want to protect something or whatever the case may be. I can approach them in a much more loving way to help them with their growth process. But also you can look at whether someone is intentionally uh, or unintentionally gaslighting you or helping you move through something and see something in a different light. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand exactly what those are in order to be able to feel the difference and see the difference. And those are critical, critical distinctions. Yep. Well said. So stick around. Next episode, we are going to continue on this topic and get a little deeper into gaslighting itself. Thanks for joining us. See you then. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.